to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I love it when we talk shit. Hi, I am Juno Tempest, your host of Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, right here every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. In the studio, I have with me a real fox. Hello, hello. How is your uh, How is your week, Fox? Oh, it was another lovely week. Another lovely week. You heard it here first, folks. I ain't got nothing to smile about. I got no one to smile for. I waited a moment to say I don't owe you a goddamn thing. All right, this is uh, introducing our show tonight. Today, la 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 la. la. Oh, this music video is amazing. Uh, We have Nightmare by Halsey. I'm going to uh, turn this down now. Ooh, she's licking a microphone. Ah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous titties. Gorgeous titties. Oh, Lord, I'm feeling a bit sapphic uh, after the autumnal equinox. I don't know about you, Fox, but... I don't know. Those are words. Sapphic. Like a sapphire? No, like, like Sapphos. Like lesbianic. Oh. Lesbianist here. Juno Tempest goes through a bit of a, a dyke phase every, every fall. I, basically every season I have a, like a, a couple like weeks where I'm like, I'm just going to be a dyke. I can say that because I'm sometimes a bad lesbian. And like sleeping with lesbians like that. I get I get some lesbian points, right? Points, yes. Yeah, it's it's all about points. It's a point system. If you didn't know, if you're tuning in now to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans radio show you never knew you needed. You're welcome. And you would like to call in. We have a call-in number to the studio. That number is 718-928-9732. Again, that's 718-928-9732. We'll take your call if I feel like it. Um... Yeah, so I was on Instagram Live for a minute, but let's let's see. It's not really important. I've been, uh, yeah, I I can't connect. It's not gonna work, y'all. I love this studio, but the Wi-Fi is not the greatest on my phone. No wifi. Nope. Ah, uh, Fox, Fox, Fox. How was your week? It was. Long and fraught. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm uh, adjusting to meds. 
because fall is a good time for me to to medicate to like hunker down for winter get my mental health in order before I feel like killing myself every day uh, until like the days start getting longer you don't like the winter I like the winter solstice because it means that like pretty soon spring will be here Winter is my least favorite season. I grew up in Man- like Mankato, Minnesota, y'all. Like, no one needs that much snow in their life. Have you lived where it's hot? No. Um, Germany was like very temperate. It was like there weren't very many extremes of temperature. Oh, I lived in the desert, and I'd say having winter is better. I'd rather have all four seasons. I like having four seasons. I just don't like the one season to be longer than the rest of them. Like in Minnesota, sometimes winter lasts six months. Well, yeah, that's that's living in a yeah, but a wintry, global a warming. Place. Like in the summer of in, I think it was like May, May of uh, twenty, May of twenty thirteen. I visited uh, Minnesota. We flew in, me and my boyfriend at the time flew into Minneapolis and um, got a really expensive rental vehicle. It cost us $1,300 for a week. That's ridiculous. Because we crossed state lines and dropped the car off at uh, Chicago O'Hare. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, But yeah, so like... Two, I think it was like two days before or like a week before it had been like, like I think 10 degrees Fahrenheit and like there was a foot of snow and then like a week or two later, whenever me and my boyfriend got to Minnesota, it was a hundred fucking degrees Fahrenheit. A hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Was there flooding? No, was not at muddy? that time. No, like every once in a while, because Mankato sits on the uh, the Minnesota River. Um, and so, like, there would be like, uh, like flooding. Rockford would get floods too, every once in a while. Rockford flooding is really, really bad. My hometown is flooding. There's been bad flooding. Yeah. There's like floods aren't new. This is not the apocalypse, y'all. It might feel like it because of uh Herr Orangenführer, but I uh you know, we'll get through it eventually. <clears throat> I mean, people have been yelling it's the apocalypse for a long, long, long time. Yeah, every generation has an apocalypse. I feel like that's just the people who are like, you know, this is a sinking ship, y'all. It's a sinking ship. No, you're just not with the times. Well, it's egotistical. I want to cling on to something that I can't ever cling on to in reality. Oh, my God. Last night, I was uh, I was working a show called Suicide Nights at Under St. Mark's Theater. Uh, it's every, like... I think fourth Saturday or something. Uh, 
I'm going to be booked. I, I'm, I'm booked by Kate Koenig for the November show. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me at performing at Suicide Nights in November. I'll, I'll talk about it more toward that date. Uh, but it's like a show about mental health awareness. And uh, I feel like comedians like to talk about their... Oh yeah, healthy mental health. We're we're all fucking crazy. <clears throat> like that's you have to be insane, like clinically insane, to get on stage and talk about your fucking problems. Maybe it's just it's just what's a thing that's going on. Yeah, within comedy. I mean, I think Janine Garofalo has been talking about like struggling with mental illness for years, Paula Poundstone, you know, she like had her fucking kids taken away because she was an alcoholic. You know, that really fucking sucks. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the pain she went through, but it forced her to clean up her act, you know, and she's, she's doing just fine. She's got a solid career. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. She's on uh, NPR a lot. I would not mind being on NPR. Well, why not? Because I'm, I'm hosting this show right here, right now on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. Every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. I'm going to take this moment uh, to remind you of some, some things. Uh, so, the New Orleans Musicians Clinic provides medical care to musicians and performing artists in the city of New Orleans. They offer occupational and comprehensive health services for musicians, performers, cultural workers, and traditional uh, tradition bearers of New Orleans. They provide these services regardless of insurance status or ability to pay. Please find out more information and how you can support the roots of all music at www.neworleansmusiciansclinic.org. That seems like a pretty worthwhile cause, you know, because healthcare in the United States is not the best. No, not at all. Are you, uh, are you real life Fox, uh, insured? Do you have like, like veterinary insurance? No, not at all. Yeah. See, like, and it's, it's costing you money every year. Oh yeah. In penalties, 800 bucks or more a year. And penalties for not having insurance. Bastards. When in reality, we just need to lower requirements for employers to legally be required to provide insurance. My first day working at, uh, at Palladium Theater in Stuttgart, Germany, I, I had, I was even able to get my health benefits turned on before I started working. So uh, that's the only reason I was able to like medically transition in Germany uh, without like going fucking broke because my American employer would not supply me with health insurance because I like I had to work at least 30 hours a week every single week of the year. They did not average it. Uh, so like I had no health benefits and it was just like a cost saving measure. And like, so like in Europe, it seems like, uh, the people are much more willing to fight for their rights. Yeah. Well, and Germans are socially conscious. 
Um, like well, not they, just Germans in in Europe in general compared to America. Well, it's like this is like when I went to after the U.S. Department of the Army fired me for being late, not for being trans, but for being late. Thanks, Ami Pang. I really appreciate you firing me and like sparking my move to New York City. Thanks so much. Brooklyn thanks you. All the bottoms of New York City thank Amipang for firing my ass. Without her, my dick would not have been inside them. It's it's really a service she's done, a patriot uh like a patriotic service to mankind, honestly. I'm just talking like talking about my dick. Yeah. Like like it's a fucking civil service. A dick service. My dick service. How's my dick service, Fox? By the way, I fuck a real fox. A you real heard it life he- fox. A real life fox. You heard it here on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. No furries were involved. No, no furries were harmed in the making of this relationship. Furries? Yeah. Why <laughs> right, so I was, I was, I was wondering why, why is there the, uh, more willingness to fight to get these rights where versus here in America? We're an adolescent nation. Oh, the sixties, did the sixties fail? Is one. I feel like the sixties failed in the worst way, but like without, without, um, without the war on drugs, we wouldn't be where we're at. But it's clear that, that, I mean, I think if you do the math, I was trying to think this out, figure this out. Probably the doctors that are doing right, right now that the psychedelic reassertions is because they, I think, would be the generation after the 60s or right around then. Well, there are and young, so, there are, there are young chemists, clandestine chemists. No, as, no, uh, no, it's the old ones. They had to have been young when the Hamilton 60s or the says. 70s. So yeah. when, if you were young then, then now you're old. Now you now you can actually pull weight, and so so yeah, the doctors that are that are old now they were then then there. But like in and you know the other you know uh, areas they can set they can set a precedent now. That's I I never really thought about it that way. I think I just think so little of uh, white cis men that I'm like yeah no they're they're not going to do that. But anyone, anyone who's ever done psychedelics and enjoyed them is going to like be a lifelong proponent. I feel. I mean, sure. Oh, Lord, yeah. I. Uh... So last night I got really, really stoned uh, on some like medical grade shit. Uh, but like this, I, I fucking love hanging out with comedians. Uh, and I, I made this joke last night that like, that was well brought up too bad. You weren't. Oh, letter Kenny reference. (laughs) I fucking love that show letter Kenny. But yeah, I got really stoned last night after, uh, bartending suicide nights. Um, like this, this dude who is, oh my God, he was really into me, but I was like, hun, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, 
I asked him directly to look at my tits and he would not. And so, like, you know how I do that thing where I'm like, uh, if you you can't see me, uh, listeners, but I'm shoving my huge porn star tits up to my face in an effort to make a, a cis male look at my tits. This man would not look at my tits last night. He's like, well, I respect your boyfriend. I'm like, that's fine, but look at my tits. I did not get huge tits for people not to stare. I got my first, like, uh, like outright cat call as I was passing by a man today in my neighborhood. Like, usually, usually the men are, like, respectful somewhat. Like, they at least wait until the, the woman passes by so that they, like, don't make a woman feel uncomfortable. But, like today and like I don't give a shit like I know my tits are huge I've got a push up bra on and like a a skin tight fucking tank top you can also pretty much almost see through the black shirt major cleavage oh shut up what do you mean I'm that's that (laughs) I mean it's truth it's truth speak your truth box see through shirt I mean it's black but it's a see through I mean that's a very that's a very like Bushwick queer mood is like wearing like just a mesh shirt and nothing. Like I do have, I do have this dress that uh, my good friend, Catherine Dunn, uh, you can catch her every Saturday from three to four uh, on Dunson and from seven to eight on Saturdays for art star scene radio. I need to make a cameo on art star scene radio again. Shout out to Face Boy and Face Girl on Art Star Scene Radio. I'm so proud of her. She's getting her shit together. They had a fun time going on their show. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, Lord, it's like 19 minutes in. I don't know if we have any live listeners. If you are listening live to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour... Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, you can call into the studio. Uh, what's that number, Fox? 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. Call in, and I'll take your call if I feel like it. Ah, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. I'm like... Tired and stoned. I'm I'm back on antidepressants, y'all. You can thank me later. I accept Venmo at Juno Tempest or Cash App dollar sign Juno Tempest. What's that? You want to direct uh, like directly sponsor my show? Some of you have been doing that because I have not had dues taken out of my bank account in a minute, and I very much appreciate that. If you would like to donate to this show. You can uh, go to rfb.nyc slash stp. That's rfb.nyc slash stp. Suck that penis. Uh, And you can sponsor, click on that green donate button to sponsor my monthly dues for Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. And uh, 
amplify the voices of trans artists in the Brooklyn uh, area. I mean, New York metropolitan area, and we talk about like other other trans folk. Uh, you know, so like, just uh, you know, pay trans people for pay trans artists for our art. That was well brought up. Too bad I wasn't. Allegedly. Allegedly. Likely. Possibly. Amy's having a baby. Amy's having a baby. I I uh was I was working the bar for the show. Um the show did not make me any money. I had zero dollars in uh bar sales both nights I did the show. But they were perfectly lovely people, and they had, like, this Northern English accent that was just amazing. And so now, because I've listened to their show, I've, I'm like, I've got this Northern English accent, like, pinging through my head constantly. Amy. Amy's having a baby. I had a manager who talked like he was Irish. Once, like, just I, it was maybe for a couple of days. And That's I mean, a very autistic thing to day do. Day long. I drove my brother insane when I was uh, in high school because I, like, I would pick on him because you know that's what older, like, older siblings. <laughs> I just was like, that's what older brothers do. Yeah, I, I was a dude back then. Uh, you know, I was an older brother once upon a time, and now I'm an older sister. It's great. Um, see, it's you know, just switch out the gendered uh, noun for the appropriate time. Uh, but yeah, like I would, I would make fun of my brother so much. I would do shit just to annoy him, and I was obsessed with this show that took place in New Zealand. New Zealand. So. I start talking. Uh, oh God, I can't even do it. I can't do a Kiwi accent right a now. Kiwi I'm too stoned. <laughs> yeah. So I had this Kiwi accent, and it drove my brother crazy. I, yeah, that it's still not correct. I could, I could imagine. But I drove him crazy. And I'm sure you just did it too, could drive him crazy. Oh yeah. Once you found out. Yeah. I, I, I went so far. I, I did this. It's so terrible. I, I pretended that nothing was wrong, and I got my parents in on it. So it was one of those rare moments where, like, all of us were ganging up on my brother. Whereas, like, now it's it's kind of like, if if there's going to be any pressure on any one family member, it's going to be me. But I don't really give a shit. I have no shame. I'm a blue-haired transsexual in New York City. I've done all the drugs. I've done sex work. Like... I'm I'm a disgrace. I'm I'm every grandparent's worst nightmare. But here I am, still alive and kicking. What up, Grandma Bernie? I I really want her to get over her bullshit, but I don't think she will. My grandma's name is Bernice. My grandmother's name is Bernita. <laughs> she would hate that I'm talking about her on the radio right now. Oh. It's okay, Grandma Bernie. I'm going to uh I'm going to buy you a saint statue that will will help you out 
And then maybe you'll be convinced that like, because I know something about Catholicism that I'm worthwhile as a grandchild again. God, that's, it sucks being estranged from your family. I bet it does. Like, I mean, real life Fox, you can relate a little bit, right? To being estranged to family members? I mean, in different ways, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a, a father who didn't live, I didn't live with, and a mother I didn't live with for a while. And mm-hmm. I mean, my, my cousin, CJ, he's, he, I mean, his, his family completely accepted his transition and he's somewhere where he's now estranged the family. The opposite has happened where he, he doesn't, <coughs> sorry, doesn't want to talk to any, he doesn't talk to anyone. I mean, I can, I can see that because like, it's a lot. Um, like transition takes a toll, y'all. It's that's all I'm saying. Like my my grandparents are still holding a grudge from like the beginning of my transition when I was in a very emotionally volatile state and they're choosing to stick on that as a grudge. You know, I learned I learned grudge holding from like like a master grudge holder. My grandmother is very much a grudge holder. She shares a birthday with our, uh, with der Orangenführer. I don't want to give out too, too much information on the air because I don't want, eh, that's the last thing my grandmother needs. She's a sick woman, which is why I'm like so upset that she's, uh, being a cunt. Yeah, that's right. I called my grandmother a cunt. You know, it's a cunty thing to do to cut out a family member when, like, neither of you know, like, when the other is going to die. Like, that's a thing. Like, last September, September 11th, I did so many drugs that I uh, accidentally overdosed. Uh, Like, you know... I almost was admitted to the ER, but I didn't want to go under like mandatory 72 hour psych eval, uh, which is basically what's done in uh, cases of overdose, as far as I understand, uh, when an ambulance is called. So are the police. And when the police get involved, there's like a 72 hour psych eval process. And the last thing I need is to lose three days because losing three days means I'll lose my job and losing my job means I'll lose my apartment and losing my apartment means that I will uh, end up on the street. And so I just like, you know, I I had to like bargain with uh, my PCP. I think they are concerned about using your life. Yeah, they are. They are, but like... I, I, when I was talking with my PCP, I was like, I'm, I'm concerned that if you do call an ambulance, that 
my situation will get way worse than well, it already is. Of course, when you're high as so fuck, she your, just, your decisions are not, and then, then even 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 someone who's who's suicidal no, doesn't want I mean, to I go was, through that. I it was it doesn't matter. I was going through like, uh, it was like, uh, cardiac distress. It wasn't like a cardiac episode quite, but I was having a lot of trouble breathing and I was having really intense chest pain. And like my right lung collapsed in November of 2010. So like I've almost died and it didn't feel like I was dying. But like, you know, it just it just takes a little bit of pain and you never know what's what's going to happen. So I'm just... It was a very weird experience, like, like imagine. being that close to death. I called my parents. I called my, I, well, I called my brother and asked to talk to my parents because I knew my parents wouldn't answer their fucking phones. So called my brother and I was like, Dakota, can you like, please let me talk to mom and dad? I just want to, I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now. You know, I almost died. I could have died. Looking back on that, how, how does like... Like, how do you think your, your, your mom, your parents felt like? I lied and told them that it was a, uh, like a negative drug interaction, making it seem like it was, uh, you know, like. I mean, but you called your parents up and said you, you, you're, you're ODing and dying. I know. I didn't tell them I was ODing. I told them that I had a cardiac episode because of a negative drug interaction. And you might die. No, I told them that I I was I would be just fine, but I'm really scared. Oh, I see. Because I, I could have died. So I basically told them that I OD'd without telling them I OD'd. Like my brother knows the truth, but I don't want to worry my parents because I'm a lot better with drugs now. Ah. <sighs> God, it's insane. Like, this is not a thing that I thought would happen with my life. But drugs are so easy. It's so easy to get drugs. Uh, it's it's far more easier for a female. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't pay for any drugs ever. Yeah, yeah, because motherfuckers thinking they're getting something. <laughs> like, well, they usually are. The, the major percentage of it. So They, they usually are. <laughs> like, mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I have definitely sucked dick for blow before, but that's because I wanted to suck that dick anyway. And blow is just like a perk. But then coke dick is a thing, and, you know, it's never really that satisfying. But at least... At least I get blow. I'll I'll take this moment to remind everyone that the thoughts and opinions of Juno Tempest, uh, as expressed on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of Radio Free Brooklyn or Tom Tenney. <coughs> uh, also, uh, you know, segueing into some more copy, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or, better yet, a monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. 
Sorry, I almost got through that, Tom. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And if you would like to donate to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, uh, you can just go to RFB.NYC slash STP and click the green donate button to donate to uh, my show. It helps keep my show on the air and keep trans voices in the New York area amplified. Uh, I would eventually like to pay some trans artists to be on my show. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll have to uh, do that separately, I think. You know, if you, if you want me to pay uh, trans performers to be on the show, just, you know, Venmo or Cash App, Juno Tempest. So friends and family type thing. Yeah, so I can, I can pay trans people to be on my show so they can, like, maybe pay their rent a little bit. Or buy some weed because, you know, being a transsexual in New York City is not all shits and giggles. Giggles and shits. No. But, uh, you know, speaking of uh, sanitary living and hygiene, uh, after more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me Team is happy and proud to present to you the Me Bottle. This double insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60, 60 second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. Yes, a single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days. 30 days! And a bright LED display lets you know when, it's, uh, when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. It, it gets less and less painful every time I read it. Well, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's okay. <coughs> you're, you're listening to... Sad trainee coughing hour with Juno Tempest and a real live fox. Cough, cough. Let me feel the question here. What okay. does the word queer mean? Oh, Lord, we're getting into some discourse here. If you would like to follow along or give your input on the discourse, you can call in at 718-928-9732. Again, that's 718-928-9732. Uh, tell us about your opinion on the definition of the word queer. My definition as a, uh, <laughs> a grown ass trans woman is, uh, queer is, is basically like, you know, everything but straight. Everything but straight. Yeah. It's the like, little, it's like little, getting rid of the heteronormative. Okay, that's that's a little bit more. Uh, everything but straight would be bi. No. What do you mean no? It could be pansexual. All right, so then, yeah. So, okay. I don't, I prefer the term queer because I feel like it's more of an umbrella term. What do you like, mean prefer? I don't want people asking me about what I do in bed. If I want them to know about it, I'll fucking say it. Right, so, so in, in the book you made me read... 
which I'm I'm getting close to finishing. It didn't make you read it. Uh, you re- you said you said sure I'll read a book if you read this book, and I said okay. Oh okay. That was that was the deal. All right, Gemini coming for me. So right in there, it definitely you said it had her own rejection of heteronormative stereotypes. Yeah, so which is why I'm like freaking out a little bit about being in a heterosexual relationship. <coughs> it's my first one, y'all. I don't know how to do heterosexual. So so wait, no, but wait. In a comedy set, I mention that like you would think that having heterosexual parents growing up would have prepared me for this relationship, but it did not. <laughs> no one no one is given any tools for any type of relationship. It doesn't matter are. what kind. They're what called well-adjusted. No, no, no. Well-adjusted people are fucked up as just as anyone else. Uh, yeah, they're, sham. They're just good at like pretending. No, no one's given tools to, to, to like even interpersonal relationship. Screw, screw another human being. We're not even taught to have a relationship with ourselves. Yeah, that's what adulthood is for. That's like that's what hitting your thirties is about. Is like figuring your shit out. You're, like, you're supposed to experiment in your 20s, like, uh, fuck around in your 20s, so that in your 30s, you can, like, kind of figure out, like, what kind of person you've decided to be, well, by and, the, like, by the 30s, carve, like, out, carve out a place for yourself in your own life. Your prefrontal cortex is finally, like, finished, and and now you, you know, no matter what, you're like, oh, shit. Like I can look back and I can see where things are going and I need to do something. Whereas like before that you have that freedom of like, Oh, I don't give a shit. Cause I don't have to like think about it. And as you get older, like it just, Oh, I didn't realize real life foxes live to be 34 years old. 34. Yeah. I, I was listening to, uh, who cares about Ross and Patrick? Because uh, I was on their show a couple weeks ago, and I listened. To, I listened to the episode. I was all over the place. I sounded so narcissistic. You're welcome. Um, but it was entertaining. Like I definitely cringed at myself a couple points in time, but I feel like I was authentic. You brought it up last week. I think. Yeah, but I actually listened about, to the whole about, episode. Uh, Sissifying. Oh, yeah, the sissification. We did talk about that for a second. I think Patrick might want me to, like, like, dom him. Which I'm like, all right, that's cute, but I'm waiting for you to say it. Whether or not I do it, I probably won't. But I, I really appreciate when a man can like just come right out and say that he's attracted to me. And then I can be like, okay, I respect that. I'm not going to do anything about it. But like, at least you're being honest with yourself that like, I make your dick hard. I feel like the more men who like recognize that I make their dick hard, like the better masculinity is going to become. I I found that in the last couple of years, there are more and more like cishet dudes who are willing to like, well, <coughs> especially since I got my tits done, you know, dudes, dudes want to be with like a hot, 
hot girl. And I'm Fox. Would you say I'm hot? Oh, you're always beautiful. I'm a smoking hot babe. Ooh. I'm I'm like a bikini model, except I'm too lazy. And I'm so I'm like <coughs> I'm like the sports Your goth boobs equivalent. You're always falling out. My cups filleth over. Floweth. Floweth over. Runneth over. I fill some cups, let me just say. I'd like to fill a bra. I'd like to fill a bra. If you have not watched Absolutely Fabulous, you should. It's a great show. Bubbles. No, Bubble. Bubble is her name. <coughs> I remember from my, my, oh, Lord, my time on hitting up the, the apps. Oh, hitting up the apps. The That's apps. where we met, right? Yeah. I met this real life fox on an app called Grinder. There's a there's a common thing if you're coming from my direction that uh <clears throat> do tell. What's it like what's it like on the other side of the uh app divide? Cause like I'm a hot, big breasted trans woman top. So like I'm a, I'm a hot commodity, but what's it like coming from the other side? So trying to get my attention. Objectification. I want to just get that word out before I forget it. That's yeah. the one I'm I'm looking at. Like there's 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 a very there's a set thing of of uh, things that like <coughs> you're gonna you're gonna hit always. And one of them is objectification. Oh yeah, like I like. It took a couple times of you messaging me for me to like actually respond, but that's just because my DMs are full. Like my yeah, inbox is flooded. He, he, yeah, exactly. But you know, eventually, I did. I did like, you know, I I have respect for a dude who will like keep messaging me because like hoping that I'll answer. But I wanted to get fucked that night. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here, folks. A real life fox. Uh, yeah. And did you get fucked that night? I believe so. Yeah, I fucked you that Something night. Something happened. I fucked you that night. But one thing I was, I was seeing that the objectification, like, I mean, like, I, I enjoy when I, like, a dude is hot. And also, like, can keep up in conversation with me. And you fulfilled those criteria, so. But the thing I think of when I see that, like, and like the first, and it's and it's it's uh, it's it's like you've made it. All right, what? that's what dudes do. Like, like dudes objectify, and that's like like how they treat women and the people they're sexually attracted to and want. And like, so that's like women's complaints all the time. All women are complaining about it. it's a terrible thing because men are terrible. Men are terrible. They are. That's so. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, to, you know, deny that or like the whole thing. But whenever you see them, it's like, oh, well, you made it. You're, you know, it's a, you know, it's, but it's, it's just, it's, you I made it. What are you that. talking about? You like, made it. Like you made it. You made to, your dick to the, to the shitty, pussy to line. The shitty spot of, of being treated, you know, objectified by men and it's terrible and, and i understand being no being fear. but you're talking about men being like i made it right when they finally get their dick in that pussy something like that no 
I mean, like, I definitely have had that, like, uh, you know, like, a thing that we've had to talk about a little bit in our relationship is the fact that, like, because I am such a slut, like, I have a lot of dudes in my DMs, and there's, like, a booty call cycle of about two to three months. Right. That's- Every two to three months, they they need to uh, get fucked again, and so they come to me because they know that my dick is good. It's the reality of hot, beautiful women all around. Yeah. Well, also, they kind of take it for granted because I'm like, the only reason that I keep fucking you is because, like, your ass hits different. You know, like, if I stick it in you and I can basically come, like, of course I'm going to, like, keep fucking you. You said there's only, like, you know, one or two people that have been able to make you come from this. Uh, it's very rare so i keep them around i keep them in rotation but i'm in a a heterosexual monogamous relationship right now so i'm not doing that oh lord like my dick is kind of hard right now just talking about sex If you're just tuning in to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour here on Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, I am Juno Tempest and my dick is hard. Hard dick. Yeah. Do you want to feel it? I believe you. You want to feel it? I mean, I know it's, I know once it's it's hard, it's always, it doesn't stop. My dick don't quit. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I had that problem. (laughs) I mean... It it is a problem sometimes because like sometimes I just have to stop dudes because like they want me to come so bad they'll just like keep going and going and going like a fucking energizer bunny and I'm like all right my dick is getting sore. I'm all done. But also I can like the Gemini last summer like that. Oh God, my dick was so wet. My dick was perpetually like a slip and slide last summer because of the Gemini, the first Gemini, Gemini one, Gemini two, you're Gemini two. No, I'm, I'm not. <coughs> I'm going to tell you he one is. of these days that yes. my birthday is a completely different day. No, that's a very Gemini thing to mind. do. So fuck you. <laughs> so fuck you. I, I know, I know how to deal with, People. Gemini's fuck me up, though. Exactly. I th- Halsey, I think, has a song called Gemini Feed. Yeah. Someone has a song called Gemini Feed. One of those sad girls that I listen to has a song called Gemini Feed. I think it ruins this, like, beautiful or idea. Or is it Charlie that, like, XCX? I have no... Sorry. Who? Charlie XCX. I have no clue who that is. She's affiliated with Brooke Candy, who I, uh... Was able to meet one day at Catland Books, where I will later be tonight, uh, taking the last installment of Dakota's Tarot 101 course. You can find me at Catland Books at 987 Flushing Avenue on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Come in for all your witchy needs. Yeah. Um, Charlie XTX has. One one of those sad girls has a song called Gemini Feed. And so it's, it's well, kind astrology, of astrology, right? Yeah. I, so I think that the the idea, right? If we try to like say, how does this work? 
Like, where does logic come into this crazy shit? Like, so you it's have a bun- it's a bunch of symbolism that is just like cobbled together. Right, to, but like, you have to you have to accept the fact, like this one notion that do I everything is connected Tell me in the universe. Well, this if you if you want to want to say this works in some type Tell of logical me what manner. I have to do. Oh. Keep going. Then if everything is connected in in some type of manner. Yeah, everything's connected. So then when you were born your birth is yeah. connected to the positions of the whole universe, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm miming getting fucked, y'all, and Fox is like trying to keep composure. It's hilarious. So entertaining. I'm horny. I haven't I haven't like I've had to jerk off so much the past I had few to days. Jerk be- off so much. <laughs> I did. I had to jerk off a lot. So did I. Oh, you poor thing. Had to. Well, I mean, I'm I've been going crazy. What can I say? Do you want me to like go crazy in your presence? No one wants that. I don't want that for anyone. Like, no one deserves that. No one deserves to see me at my craziest. I keep that to myself. I don't need to burn any more bridges. Uh I'm like trying to trying to figure out a song. Rise against? No. Oh Jesus. Why is it so Lord, emphatically no? Laura Jane Grace does not need me to like hawk her fucking music all right, on the all right. on the radio. Okay. I mean maybe I'll play her one of these days. I mean, maybe I'm she would sure be she's on the show. Not that rich. She's you know, she's making a living. Yeah, she's lucky. I don't think the music industry pays out for people no, in mu- her position. The music industry does not pay out she's super not well, but she's here. Well, she's she's got a successful career. You know, she can she yeah, can sell me, out a venue. Against me, like like had some, some good hits like years and years ago. So she's managed to have residuals. She has a, she has a crowd that will follow her for a long time. That's not, that's not making shit tons of money though. That's no, like, but that's, that's like, like living, living your dream and being able to get by on it. Comfortable, like less than, you know, starving off of your dream. Yeah, less she's, than starving. Well, yeah, she's not, she's, you know, obviously she's not struggling to get by anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she was very successful. She was struggling with her gender identity, you know, in in like her, and like she was very very successful. I don't know, Laura Jane Grace. Shout out! I love you. Your music isn't exactly my cup of tea, but I respect what you do. Like I, I think can, it's all great. I can understand like the passion behind your music. It's just, I, you know, I don't really listen to a bunch of punk music. The Fox made me watch that video where you played with Miley Cyrus. What song were they doing? Um, I think it was a whole concert, but a true, true trans soul, soul rebel. rebel. Yeah. True trans soul rebel. I'm, you know, maybe I'll play it one of these days. I, I feel like playing some Lizzo though. So like close us out. 
I just saw choir, choir, choir did a Lizzo song. So like, I don't know what that is. It's it's a where there's lots and lots of people that just meet up and do a an hour long practice and then sing the song. And so some of them are really really fun. I mean, there was like almost you know two thousand one thousand nine hundred ninety nine people got together to sing Prince's nineteen ninety nine song. Oh, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I made you listen to the Rufus Rainwright one with uh oh the one. This song. is riveting radio, y'all. Riveting. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Leonard Cohen song. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack up my crystals, y'all, in a couple minutes. We got like six more minutes. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I'm gonna like try to line people up for this show. Um, you know, I've been like struggling to keep my shit together mentally. So, you know, we're having a chill Sunday with just Juno, Tempest, and Fox. A real life Fox. A real life Fox, yeah. <clears throat> lordy, lordy. Sorry, I'm coughing. I don't, there's like this, this cold bug going around. You've been coughing all week. Yeah. I finally found a place that sells uh, Prunella vulgaris, uh, the dried herb. It's uh, also known as self-heal or heal-all. It's a great herb. Heal-all? Heal-all. Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, Prunella vulgaris. It grows everywhere in Germany, like a weed. But I cannot find it anywhere, and Mountain Rose Herbs... Uh, does not have it in stock. I don't know why. So I finally found a place that sells it. Flower Power. Uh, like, between 1st and Avenue A on 9th Street. Uh, on 9th. In uh, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, so I'm going to have to brew up some tea later. Because it gets rid of everything. I need to I need to save a good bit of it and make a tincture. If the liquor store is still open when I get back home, I'm gonna have to like get some uh some moderately priced vodka. Oh yeah, I gotta find it. I got I got some I got like nine nine I got the real good stuff. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to cut it with water. I don't want to have to do that. I want to just get like a triple distilled vodka. All right. Yeah. I can make a tincture, y'all. It's like I'm a real witch. I'm trying to make that green dragon. Green dragon? What are you talking about? It's with alcohol. No, I, obviously, with, with uh, marijuana. But oh, you definitely want a dragon. You definitely Jesus. want the highest proof alcohol you can get, and then you don't have to cut it with water. You just you just evaporate the alcohol off, and then concentrate it down. Oh Lord, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it takes over a month to curate. 
in a jar. Yeah. That's why I've never done it. I mean, maybe one of these days. I'm better at saving weed than you are because I'm not such a stoner. I smoke maybe a quarter as much as you do. Yeah, I smoke a lot of dope. It's also the only drug I really do, other than the fucking booze that's sitting in front of me. Yeah. Booze, it's beer. It's beer. About your devil's piss and booze is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord. So this has been Sad Trainee Poetry Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Coming up next, we have Reciprocity Radio with Amanda. I forget her last name. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna close out with some Lizzo in a minute. But uh, yeah, you can um find me at Juno Tempest on all the social medias. I will be performing uh this coming Wednesday, October second, at Smut Slam, New York City's sex storytelling show. Uh, tickets are ten dollars in advance. Um. Go to Frigid, uh, Frigid New York to uh, book your tickets, or you can pay $10 at the door. First 10 storytellers uh, to sign up to tell a sex story uh, get in free, and um, you have a chance to win a uh, an Enjoy toy, very high-quality stainless steel sex toys from Enjoy, uh, sponsored by Babeland. Um, you also, if you just want to be in the audience, you have a chance to win a sex toy. Um, come through. I, I co-host with, uh, Tess Henry at under St. Mark's theater, 94 St. Mark's place every first Wednesday. Um, and then the second Tuesday is gender experts party at metropolitan metropolitan bar. Um, I'll, I'll, plug that better next week but i'll i'm there basically opening the show every month um yeah metropolitan bar 559 larmer and uh yeah then third mondays we have genre reassignment brooklyn's only trans of my closing out i'm gonna play lizzo's exactly how i feel exactly how i feel that's exactly how i feel that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. I don't have to explain it. Yeah, I was definitely uh, in bed till the last possible minute. I had a really good Uber driver. She was great. We talked about language. Love me or hate me. I ain't changing. I ain't changing. 